You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. We want to thank you for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. You can find us on Twitter at Walker Mayo at Not of the Scribe. And you can find our show handle on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. We got a game to talk about, Nada. The itch has been scratched. We get some action from the eh, Charlotte Hornets. Eh, a little bit. Eh. It's a little bit. No, it's not. It's not. I scratched. mean, it's a little what bit. Are you talking about it's a little bit, right? Like, I mean, like a little bit. But I, like, here's my thing. This is this is. We talked about it yesterday. This is pizza. Everybody loves pizza. This is just let's say Hunt Brothers pizza. You're not seeking out Hunt Brothers pizza. You're just you're at a gas station. It's there. You're there. You buy some, and and it, and it does the trick. That's what this is. This isn't itch fully scratched. That's coming in 15 days. Right now, no. Nah, but this is this is just like Hunt Brothers. I pizza. feel like so it might there. be the first five ten minutes of the ointment on the scratch on the itch that fair, allows you fair. to just be like okay i can handle it and then it kicks in october 20th is when it kicks in by the way you mentioned gas station food my favorite i'll just put this in as a submission for the best gas station oh, food no. out there no, the no, taquitos no, 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 at qt those are those are the best i'm not eating any hot dogs at gas stations even pizza like i get it i'd eat it if you offered it to me for free but i'm not really going to order it like that the taquitos at QT, not a <laughs> boy. Oh boy, it's hard for me to lay off of those sometimes. You know what? Um, I'm just gonna say this. You scared me there for a mm-hmm. second. Not gonna lie, you had me. I was worried. I thought I was gonna have to go uncultured savage three minutes into the podcast. But I'm safe. I'm happy. I don't. I'm happy. I don't. But I'm safe. I ain't got I'm safe. safe. I'm, I'm okay You're with safe. that. You're cool. Safe. Um, also, the Slurpees at 7-Eleven. It's a classic, right? We'll move on. Of course. Um, God, I haven't had one in a, in a long, long time. Let's move on. So the Hornets, they play the Oklahoma City Thunder, the first preseason game. They win 113-97. to 97. Game really wasn't close. They got off to a 34-18 to 18 point lead um, in the first quarter, and then they would eventually go on to win by the margin they did. Who cares about the result in preseason? Nobody does, and that is true here as well. So let's look at the individual performances here, Nada. Uh, minutes breakdown. Uh, yeah. We were we kind of off, not not a ton yeah, off. We were, we were all we were off on the starters. We were off on. The yeah, I mean, I was thinking like 10 to 15 for Gordon played a little more than that played 17. Um, Miles Bridges played 20 Mello and Terry. They played 20. You look at the guys off the bench. McDaniels played 23. Now that was a late game addition, right? So McDaniels had been ruled out 30 minutes before. Yeah, 30 minutes. And that was that's where we were the most off. Because McDaniel's got at, taken off the injury list like 30 minutes prior to uh, tip off, which thank you, Sam Perley, for pointing that out to me yesterday. Yeah, so no, it, and I didn't think, I mean, everybody was off. We didn't know McDaniel was going to play. And then uh, the Hornets said, no, he's actually good to go. So he would play the most amount of minutes in this game, played 23, missed five three pointers, unfortunate for him, but when 5 11, we'll get into his performance here in just a moment. PJ played 20 minutes too. Book Knight played 21. Cody Martin played 19. And then everybody else obviously played less than that. We'll get to that in just a moment. So let's lead off 
with who was the biggest takeaway last night. I think it's got to be James Booknight, not a, you know, 21 minutes for him. As I mentioned, he scored 20 points. He went seven of 12 from the field. He only hit one three pointer, only took three of them. So missed two. But one thing you like to see five free throw attempts, hit all five of them, had a couple of assists to go along with four turnovers. So not great. there. did have three steals. It's a nice stat to see in the uh, box score. So the Hornets, the first round uh, pick that they had, the first first round pick that they had and James Booknight looked pretty good. Nada, you know, watching those highlights and some of the shots that he missed close to the basket. He was really good at finishing at the rim at UConn. I have to imagine those shots will go down in the future. Again, it's only one game. I, I even hate saying that caveat. It's so overused when we talk preseason start of the season and in, in any sport. Um, but just from what we saw last night, man, re- really like what you got from the UConn rookie. Honestly, I, I, I feel bad because I said book night might not help you until December. I was wrong. Book night might help you game. So not. And here's the thing about the caveat, right? Are, do you think that are you that you are being too reactionary by watching one preseason no. game and then saying I'm no. wrong because we did see him in summer league too. But I guess this is different competition to some degree. Different competition. You're willing to say is- one preseason game. It's done. And I was wrong about book night not helping you um, until December. He's going to help you game one. The things that he did, the ball distribution, the scoring ability, the scoring punch, the ability to take it to the rack, a lot of that, and and on top of that, not looking that much out of place on defense. There were some ugly spots where he played defense, and again, those will get cleaned up, but offensively, what he brought you is just so necessary and so needed on that bench that I kind of don't see how he's not over Cody Martin. I was worried that Brego was going to do Cody Martin first. No, that wasn't the case. And I, I'm his play surprised me because I didn't think he would take what he did in summer league and take it and make it translate in, in preseason basketball. The stuff he does translates no matter the level. It's just a matter of applying the different speeds of the regular season and preseason, everything else like that. But the stuff he does translates. And I think that's where I'm most impressed. The getting, like I said, getting to the rack, getting to getting to the foul line, doing all that stuff like a pro as a rookie is a very, very big deal. He's going to help you. And more importantly, He's going to help you at both guard positions because there was a point in time where he was initiating the offense. And I'm not sure if he doesn't have some of those performances in Vegas that we see this. This stuff is sustainable. This will carry. I am very, very excited about young James Booknight. Yeah, you mentioned how it's going to translate. Terry Rozier agrees with you, and he said so in media availability after the preseason game last night. Uh, it was great. It was great. Uh, you know, he a guy that that that's that's gonna, tra- that's gonna translate to the league real easy. Uh, you know, his his style, his style of play. Uh, he way smarter than what I, what I thought he was on the court. He's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be good. I lost some money to him tonight too. I told him he get twenty. I give him some. One added benefit for Book Night is to get some money from Terry Rozier. Actually, you love to hear like Terry 
betting on book night or having that fun little bet coming into this game book night actually gets it so awesome one that terry rozier is going to have to give book night some money because of his 20 point performance but he mentioned it there not a he, he said the same thing right you can see how book night uh, book night's game can translate into the nba terry saying it's going to do so easily and how book night is a lot smarter than he gave him credit for way smarter than what he gave him credit for and i think that's one thing that i kind of noticed as well Book Knight got a good feel for the game, and you could see it in Summer League. I think you see it here in this first game as well. There was a really nice ISO move that he had driving baseline on the right side. This happened in the fourth quarter where he's able to take his man off of the dribble, finish at the rim. It was pretty impressive, but you know, again, that was just one of the seven shots that he hit. Not a, I, I mean, look, I don't want to be the old boring. Well, actually, I'll be logical. It's only one sample size, like one game sample size. But what I will say is I think I am trending more towards where I had been questioning the wild card aspect of when is book night going to help? How is Borrego going to utilize him in the rotation? Is he going to be in the rotation early on? At what point is he right? All those questions. I think the more I see of book night, the more I think, yeah, book night's going to play earlier and earlier and earlier like yeah game one gonna be in the rotation we'll see how long that leash is you know Borrego he, he keeps yeah. a short one I think it might be longer than I think it might be longer well, well than I mean think. we'll see like I we think, just don't know but Borrego will you know he'll yank Vernon Carey to the bench we know what he did with Malik Monk we we know that he's got his guys like even a McDaniels he'll make a bad turnover and he'll bring him on to off to the bench so how how much freedom does he give book night but I, I'm with you though Nada. like I, I'm agreeing with you I'm getting closer to you right where yeah book night he's he's going to be a part of the mix he's he's playing yeah, no, pretty he's, well he's absolutely playing pretty well and I, I I said again. I talked to a friend that that would know some things, and he compared him to Halliburton. I'm not. Oh, you got uh, sources, yeah, huh? Sources, Look at sources, you. Sources, but um, I would probably say I'm not expecting Halliburton because if you get Halliburton type season from 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 Book Night, this is a completely different season, and and you. Well, and they're different players. They like are, I don't, I don't love the comparison. Are. I guess, is he talking about just, just effects? Just the effect or? of this guy was drafted way too low, which I absolutely agree with. Okay, I am more and more enamored with this kid. I think he's. I'm not saying he's going to be six man of the year. I was worried that he was not going to have the numbers, the minutes to be a one of those guys in rookie sophomore challenge. He's going to be there. He's going to put up buckets. I I I thought that one of the rook I thought Book Knight was going to help earlier like December, January. No, he'll ha- he'll help now. He's he's got the skills, he's got the skill set, he's got the mentality. I like everything about this kid right now. I am I am all in on Book Knight and I kind of have to be because I've been all in on Book Knight since before the draft process. So therefore, yeah, I, I, I'm enamored. I can't wait. He's <laughs> going to be top seven. He's going to be top seven, top eight in our rotation, and I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like Book Knight the more that I see him as well, and that was your guy pre-draft process. You certainly liked him, and uh, now he is on your Hornets team, not performing pretty well. Let's take a quick break. Let's talk about the other quote unquote, I guess the other star on this team, right? (laughs) LaMelo ball. He might be the only star on this team, but we'll get to him in the second segment. Wanted to give book night his love, but first 
I want to talk to you about DirecTV Stream. How familiar does this sound? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. You got some other contraption that lets you stream your favorite shows. Then you got to go to something else to watch sports highlights on your phone. Then not even done with that. You've got some obscure login from a relative you don't talk to anymore. Maybe your Facebook friends, you somehow have the login still. But what are you going to do when that person changes it? You can't be greedy and kind of ask for the password again. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. The best part is that there's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter. Get rid of the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required. Content varies by the package. We have some audio from Miles Bridges after the game. He talks about LaMelo Ball. That's coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a funk master flex. Shout out so, to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Before we talk about LaMelo Ball, I want to talk to you about Shopify. It's the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business so upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortless, effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Interest and plenty more. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to Shopify.com slash locked on NBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. That's Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. Let's talk about the potential superstar, maybe even already a superstar, not a LaMelo ball. He goes seven of 13 from the field in 21 minutes one of four from three-point range 15 points did have five assists three turnovers six rebounds a couple of steals contributing everywhere in the box score just like he did last year when he was rookie of the year some dazzling passes the full quarter to gordon hayward just getting the rebound seeing gordon hayward leak out and just getting it out of his hands across the court like a hot potato because he saw the opportunity Able to do so. Gordon gets the easy bucket. What did you make of LaMelo's second easy. year preseason debut? That was the thing that, that like, he wasn't really going that hard, and he easily got to the rim. The shot was not falling. It did not matter. He still got to the rim. He still managed to hit these floaters that are ridiculous floaters to start shooting. And it's the one counter to the, if he doesn't hit his outside shots, it's a lot easy, he's a lot easier to guard, and then he'll start hitting 20-foot floaters with ease. A lot of this, like, like that's, the, that's the word of the night for me with LaMelo Ball, easy. He made everything look incredibly easy last night, and there's a possibility that this kid's going to score 20-plus this year. Like, 
And that's if the shot falls. If the shot doesn't fall, he's still going to have around 13, 14, 15 and be responsible for feeding Terry and Gordon and making their lives easier. He, like, I, I am in awe of how easy he made the game look, especially in a preseason game, especially when you know he was only going three-quarter speed at max. This, it, it, it was a tour de force without really being a tour de force. I was completely in awe of him last night. Yeah, LaMelo getting into the paint, hitting some floaters. There was the one floater that kind of bounced around the backboard and around the rim a couple times that went in. It just, I like LaMelo having that a part of his game because, one, it's always been a part of his game. Like, this is nothing new for him. But you can see LaMelo driving in, waiting for guys to kind of come around him. He's constantly thinking when he's got the basketball in his hands in the paint. He's, okay, at what point do I ditch this to a cutting PJ? At what point do I ditch this to a cutting miles? Okay, everybody's covered. I'm just going to have to float this up and he makes it. And I think the the last second decision to take those floaters and to hit them at the frequency in which he does, I think that's what makes it so tough because people are scared to they're terrified to come off of their man because they know there's going to be a slip pass to anybody that's just basically an inch away from LaMelo, but you can't leave your guy because ball will find him if you come off of him. And I think that's the thing. Once he gets in the paint, he's so dangerous. And if he did not have that floater, he would be a lot easier to guard because then, you know, you could just try to force him to go left or right of the goal. And then that takes up space, but he still gets to do whatever he wants to. And he's got that floater part of his repertoire. I I, I agree that, that having that, watching him just play the game that the mental way that he plays once he gets into the pain. It's really a lot of fun to watch. Here's Miles Bridges talking about how great it is to have LaMelo back a part of the team and on the court healthy. I mean, it's good to have him back. I mean, you know, you see him in his long floaters, his, his three point shot, passing the ball, well defending. Um, so it, it's good to have Melo back to a hundred percent. He's a superstar. He, he, he does what he does. Um, so for us to have somebody like that back healthy, that's good for us. Miles calling him a superstar. Yeah, that's kind of the hope, right? A lot of what this team can do this season hinges on how good LaMelo was going to be. And you yep. use the word easy. I'll use a similar word and how comfortable he looked last night, running the offense, running everything, making all of these decisions. Yeah, I mean, it, LaMelo, it, look, you're not worried about any sophomore slump here, right? Like the guy looks like... There the, is no t- Tyreek Evans. There is no Tyreek Evans effect. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, nice. Don't n- Not nice, but nice at the same time. Yeah, please don't bring that up around LaMelo. Yeah, like there is no Tyreek Tyreek Evans effect. Like this kid is going to be effective whether or not he develops a jump shot because he's much more of a cerebral player. That kind of matters in this kind of discussion. I am, like I said, I'm excited about it. I want to see more. I know why we're not going to see more because it's not the regular season. And in fact, I'll, I'll go this far. I really don't care to see the starters really all that much for the less less like after after Thursday's game. I really don't care to see the starters more than 10, 15 minutes. How much does the Kelly Oubre thing scare you? And real quickly, you know, very much. Yeah. Kelly went down pretty nasty yesterday got up and was running fine, but the Hornets were like, no, we're not going to mess with this. So they brought him out, didn't come back into the game. James Borrego said it's nothing serious. They dodged anything real serious. They're just going to take it uh, day by day, and we'll see. They actually have a game tomorrow at the Spectrum Center, but uh, yeah, no reason to play Kelly Oubre 
um, and push any kind of uh, any kind of injury that he might have that's serious. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. Not a, like Gordon Hayward. I mean, yeah, like I, I'm, it's, I'm it's, done. I don't done need to Gordon. see him. I, I again, I don't know what you what more you need unless you're telling me they need rhythm together. That might be the only thing, and even then, you can do that in 15 minutes, or you can do that in practice. You can find another way to do this because you're not getting game speed out there. I understand why, but at, like. I don't need to see anybody important for the next three preseason games. Give Kai all the minutes, and we haven't even gotten there, but yet Kai needs the minutes. Give JT Thor the minutes. Allow a lot of these kids that may or may not make the team, allow them to get a jump start on Greensboro right now because for – I I don't – know why you need him well like, and, like, yeah i mean kelly would have been the guy honestly nada that i would like to see more so than <clears throat> the other important players just because he is new you do want him to get off on on a good start because i would have to imagine that gets in the head of one kelly just because it can get in the yeah. head of anybody if you get off to another bad start after what happened last year where it was historically bad shooting the basketball from the perimeter you don't want kelly through the first three weeks of the season shooting 30 or under percent from three-point range you want him to be more comfortable with this offense and so i like kelly if he was healthy i'd like to see him in the preseason you know i, I kind of want to see him play his 20 minutes or so but gordon I, I don't need to see gordon miles had a good game pj had a good game um, you know, I, it, okay, fine. Like I, I'm not so hell bent on not playing them really not the only guy that I really kind of don't want to see. I, I don't want to see Terry Rogier a ton of minutes. I'm scared to death of losing LaMelo ball to injury. So that's one guy Gordon I want to be careful one that I'm worried about too. And Gordon, Gordon and Gordon's really the guy as we mentioned. Yeah. Like I, I just want at this point, if they can help you win games, I don't think you need to see him anymore. That's if they get hurt in practice, so be it. I understand that you can't put these guys in bubble wrap for for the better part of 15 days, but at this point, practice is going like for me, were it me, I would say this team is not going to be judged and granted. This is part of the self-inflicted again pro- projections that they put on themselves. At this point, this team is only going to be judged by what they do in the regular season and getting to the playoffs. The goal is playoffs. The internal goal is playoffs. At this point, I don't see how, add, again, adding mileage, potentially putting them in front of injury before they're, again, before they're ready, before the season starts, helps them. So if this is going to be the case, then I don't need to see anybody. I, I don't need to see any of the starters. I don't, again, Miles Bridges was playing in the fourth quarter, and I was, and granted, I understand a lot of that was due to Kelly Oubre getting hurt. But Miles Bridge is playing in the fourth quarter of a meaningless game down with the opponent down 20 opened up so much. And I got nervous the whole time. And I was just hoping Miles Bridges was going to take jumpers from 50, from 30, 35 last night. I'd have been OK with that. Hmm. Yeah, I um, will see how the minutes restrictions go uh, in preseason going forward. But we'll get to the leftover topics here in just a moment. Also, the NBA GM survey came out. We'll try to touch on a couple of the times the Charlotte Hornets were mentioned. That's coming up in the final segment of the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I don't like doing that unless 
Like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I, the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL, it's in full swing. You've got great games every single weekend. You can get some skin in the game by going to bet online. And plus, the MLB playoffs, they start tonight. How about the wild card game between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees? Not I know you're a Yankees fan. One, are you excited about this? Are you worried about this? Do you care about this? Tell me your overall feelings. The, the Yankees are the only team I can unabashedly root for with any sort of like with any <laughs> lack of care. Like, you are, are you are the stereotypical fan with this team more so than any other team. Yeah, it's the only team. It's the only team. I'm the stereotypical fan of. It's the only team. I am just stereotypically fan. Do not care. I will like Walker. I grew up with them. My mm-hmm. first my first sports experience outside of the Norwood uh, field goal in 1990 was 1991 bad day where my dad took me to Yankee Stadium. So I I root for them harder than anybody else, and I cannot find myself to be impartial. I try to be impartial because I believe it helps me influence and be better at what I do on this platform. That's why I do the way I do. Otherwise, I'd be an unabashed fan too here. But people don't like that, so I keep, I keep my impartiality I, I, like literally, I just leave it at the New York Yankees. And- I actually think people would like that, <clears throat> to be Shush. honest. <laughs> Shush. Nope. I think, it's not happening. I really do. Honestly, I think honestly, they would like to hear you be a fan, a super fan, and not even give what your truth feelings are just to give all of the happy feelings. But either no, way, it's not happening, got- though. <laughs> I know it's not. Well, uh, you can uh, maybe bet on the New York Yankees if you want to by going to bet online. Head to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sports book uh, sports book experts promo code locked on leftover takes on the game not a uh, Jalen McDaniels as we mentioned five of 11 one of the guys that I kind of wanted to see more so didn't think we would because he had the right foot discomfort but lifted off of that ends up playing more minutes than anybody thought he played really well um, five missed three pointers unfortunate but I thought he did a lot of good things uh, I thought McDaniels off of the dribble, you know, maybe a couple bailout shots. You'd like to see, I guess, better attempts, but made him, which maybe can speak to his physicality, being stronger, finishing through contact. There were times off of the dribble. He t- tried to take a couple of his defenders and then force some shots up, but ended up hitting. And so I think he's getting more comfortable putting the ball on the deck and also hitting some of those shots, 5'11 from the field. So uh, seven rebounds for McDaniels too, 12 points. And not that it matters on single game basis. It's pretty useless, but just to point it out anyway, he was a plus 26 in the plus minus column. That was a significantly more than really anybody else. PJ would be next closest at plus 18. Uh, I'll go with McDaniels as one guy to bring up. Do you want to talk about McDaniels or is there another player that you would like to talk about? Uh, no, I want to talk about McDaniels because to me, he was outside of LaMelo Ball and outside of James Booknight. He was a standout. I don't know how you leave him off the rotation. Like, I think if this is going to be a thing, like if the small ball center PJ is going to be a thing, and that's something that we can get into a little bit more tomorrow, but if that's going to be a thing, 
you can't not have small ball PJ and then Jalen McDaniels as the four in that lineup because defensively, and that's where they can make a lot of hay. Defensively, that second unit is going to cause nightmares between PJ, between McDaniels, between Cody Martin, who you can slide in there in the two guard spot when you want to play book night at the point guard spot. There are a lot of options defensively for James Borrego. And having a lot of options defensively for James Borrego will allow people, if they don't if they don't pay attention to their P's and Q's on defense, he has a lot of options to start putting people in. I like that. I like that from that at least bench unit. That unit is going to be really, really good. I love what Jalen McDaniels did defensively, moving his feet, not being the mark on defense, and causing a lot of being very, very switchy, very, very active hands. It was a very, very good performance. And I'm oh, not a, I'm getting entirely am, too excited about a preseason game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, which are the youngest team in the league. But at the same time, I am very excited about what he did last night. I am Jack Nicholson in the GIF, nodding and smiling ear to ear, hearing you talk about McDaniels. Welcome, my friend. Welcome. Oh, it is music to my ears to hear you talk about. I didn't expect you to give that kind of praise. I was saying talk about another player if you want to, but I am happy to hear about all of that. I do want to talk about one lineup. You were kind of experimenting with some of those lineups, right? Jalen yeah. having to play with a PJ. I, I think when you talk about some of the front court depth guys and, and not even discussing Mason Plumley being a part of this, I'm just kind of focusing PJ at the center lineups. I, I would love to put a PJ center Jalen McDaniels four, and if you have those two guys out there on the floor at the same time, I don't love Miles at the three in that no, scenario. No. I think you go Gordon Hayward at the three, and it's not like this is groundbreaking. It's just that I, I think you need more playmaking as much as they can. It's not their primary thing. Like Gordon is a better playmaker than all of them connector ISO guy that can help you get a bucket in a half court setting and then your backcourt you can try to figure out out that however you want to but a Gordon a Jalen and a PJ from your three to five I think that's a, a nice mix that can help you offensively and defensively you're not sacrificing shooting by having Jalen out there I know the percentage wasn't great last year but I, I believe in a shooting I think the form's fine showed it in G League showed it his last year at San Diego State but anyways um yeah I, I agree with you I wanted to talk about that a little more uh Kai Jones not a uh, what'd you think about Kai Jones only played eight minutes in this game not a ton of time for him at all guys Kai's not helping you this year like, like I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Actually, no, I don't because I kind of felt like this, like from jump. But I, I don't think he's helping you this year. Physically, there are deficiencies there that make it functionally impossible for him to play either the four or the five this year because he's still getting pushed underneath the basket. He's still having to visibly think out the game. He's still having to. He's still trying to do too much, and he thinks he can out-effort everything. And unfortunately, the NBA doesn't work that way. He needs Greensboro. Do not go to Green... Again, just do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go directly to Greensboro. I like the kid. I think he's going to be special in a couple of years. It's just not this year, and that's completely okay. Can we talk about the uncomfortable thing about Nick Richards and him probably needing to find employment elsewhere now walker you said what player nick richards 
Yeah. I mean, Nick Richards has never been a guy that I've been all that high on. Only had the one field goal in this game. Um, Did have one block, three points. The thing is, you know, Vernon Carey didn't get any minutes in this one whatsoever. I kind of, I don't know if I want to use the word shocked, but I was certainly surprised not to see Vernon Carey get any minutes. This is, this seems like the kind of game where you would give him Cody Martin minutes, right? Like even more than what you gave Nick Richards 12 last night. I felt like Vernon Carey is kind of in that same mix where you're trying to figure out how good he can be, what kind of role he can play going forward. And and he got a DNPCD. I think that was the, one of the bigger takeaways from last night too. Now that, that is a takeaway for me, but I also know that they like to do this. They'd like to do that, like alternating games to give people, okay, we allow the center to prepare the backup center to prepare like this, that, and third. Like I know there are some folks that really do believe in Nick Richards out in the, in the Twitter sphere. I know Terry, Rogier has said that that was spoken very highly of Nick Richards in practice and being physical and everything else like that. I just see a dude that that really doesn't have the bounce, that really isn't that physical, that really can't move his feet. There's a lot of this that I just don't. I don't see what else. Like, like, and granted, I know what what uh, like one of your coworkers Yarbs would say. Like, other than that, how'd you like to play, Miss Lincoln? I know, I, I know that was be what someone you know would him say. well. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But um, I just don't think he's. I don't think he's NBA caliber big, and I could be very wrong. It won't be the first time. It won't be the last. But at the same time, like I just don't see where NBA center is there. And if he's going to learn it, he's going to have to learn it in Greensboro because I, I just, again, I don't see it. I am not the biggest fan. I want to be a bigger fan of Nick Richards. I want to see what everybody else sees. But for right now, I, I, I just can't. Yeah, uh, last takeaways real quickly before we end. Uh, Mason Plumlee only played 15 minutes in this one. Really thought he had some nice passes, though. There was that uh, there was the long pass on a cut. I forget who received it. Um, it might have been Miles Bridges, but Mason doing a nice job of moving the basketball. It was something we knew that he would bring to this team, and I think that was really uh, showcased last night against the Thunder. Seven rebounds, four assists. That's really all Mason provided. I mean, that, that was kind of it. So didn't give you any yeah. points. Um, that was it. So that's you can probably only expect from him. That was really the only other takeaway that I wanted to mention. And we'll see what happens in this next game for the Charlotte Hornets. They're back at the Spectrum Center tomorrow, the second preseason game. They'll be playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Tip is set for 7 p.m. So we'll be back with you tomorrow as well with a preview of that one. We'll also talk about the NBA GM survey. We did not get to today, but the Hornets mentioned a couple times. LaMelo mentioned. James Booknight mentioned so some Hornet centric topics surrounding the NBA GM survey that wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets thanks as always for supporting the show tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA Hollinger and Duncan really any show on the Locked on podcast network once again have a great rest of your day and we'll be back with you tomorrow to talk about that Grizzlies game ahead here in the Queen City